Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. Featuring Dave AC, The Sixth Doctor, and Randall Thor. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. It's uh, ahoy there, ahoy to Mr. Dave AC. Hello, sir. Oh, all present and correct, sir. All present and correct. How are you, Ian? Oh, not too bad. A bit ship shape, yeah. You know. uh, let's see. Uh, let's uh, pipe uh, uh, Mr. Randall Thor aboard. Yes, hello. I was told this would be a three hour tour. Yes, a three hour tour. <laughs> you joined the Navy to see the world. What did you see? You saw the sea. I see. See? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a carnival of idiots. I mean, carnival of monsters. Yes, that's what we're talking about at the top of this week. It's carnival of monsters, not idiots. That's the people doing the commentary. But never mind. That joke fell flat. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway, yes, we'll be talking all over uh, the third Doctor story of Carnival of Monsters. And uh, this one, of course, was chosen by our very own Mr. Dave E.C. So I think I'll leave the floor open to Dave to uh, talk about uh, one of his favorite episodes. Well, yeah, it is actually one of my favorite episodes. I did, uh, I mean, the the third Doctor's a... Probably my third favourite Doctor. Ah, there you go. Mm. Uh, used to be I was the second Doctor, and then uh, then it was the third, uh, but now uh, both supplanted by the tenth Doctor, David Tennant's uh, my favourite now, but uh, followed up closely by the second and the third, and this is one of uh, my favourite stories. But, you know, Ian, it's so long ago since I uh, watched it before. I, I might have made a little pofar, Um well, this episode does have, um, you know, J- John Pertwee in it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Third Doctor story, yeah. yeah. And it's on a boat. It's like a, a navy, a navy story, isn't it? On a boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Boat. Yep. Uh, and the word carnival is in the title. Yeah. Right. Well, I did a bit of research, and um, well, can I give you? Can you have a quick listen before we start? Sorry, folks, listeners. Uh, I just want to. Check. We shouldn't check yeah. this before we started the recording, but can I just play a little bit and just make sure I've got the the right copy? Yeah, go ahead. Play a little bit. We're not standing the commentary yet, folks. We're just listening to make sure that you know we're we're commenting over the right episode. Here we go then. Okay. <laughs> Left hand down a bit. Left hand down a bit, sir. Put it into top, Chief. <laughs> Put it into top. I said, uh, I mean, uh, uh, pull ahead together. Pull ahead together, Chief, sir. Oh, I like that bit. <laughs> Such a pretty little ting, isn't it? In the key of C, I believe. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, don't sound right, Ian. You blithering idiot. What? What? <laughs> it's the Navy <laughs> Lark, you flunker. Ah, oh. well, I could hear John Pertwee's voice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know they ring the bells when it's time for tiffin and TT mm. and, you know, you're having your gin and tonic on the deck and 20 laps around the boat and all this kind of stuff. No? No, no. You got the wrong episode there, my lad. Oh. Well, have a quick word with Mike while I just shuffle about and get the right bit sorted right. here. So, Mike, uh, everything ship shape on, on your end? Uh, sorry, I'm over here on the poop deck. <laughs> Don't come back until you're done, then. <laughs> oh, I know, Ian. It's your fault. 
What? I told you it was it. It's turning the barrel. <laughs> oh dear. It's going to be one of the... We're scraping the bottom of the barrel there, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. While you're in there, scrape it, would you? Yeah. <laughs> See if there's any more dead jokes down there. <laughs> and, and Dean's joke book. <laughs> oh, that was floating on the top. <laughs> Flotsam. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. I think, I think I'm sorted now. I think I've got the right copy in. I think I'm right. You put me straight. <laughs> There's a fine how do you do? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're about to uh, push off and get underway, or at least tell Dave to push off. <laughs> anyway, we're about to talk all over the top of episode one of Carnival of Monsters. Of course, uh, shortly following that, we'll have a little break and uh, launch into episode two. Of course, uh, episodes three and four will be on a separate episode of this commentary so to get that good all right gentlemen are you ready indeed you do i'm back i'm ready to commentate all right well if everybody at home is ready with their official bbc copy of carnival of monsters episode one at the ready we shall begin in five four three two one play In technical color. Oh. And that is Sean Pertwee. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen those latest images of him? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I'd, I'd love Sean Pertwee to be the 13th Doctor. What do you reckon? Well, the Doctor did say, uh, or the caretaker did say, he'd be revisiting some old faces. Ooh. Clever, so it does yeah. have has left it open now somewhat. And you know, speaking of third? children Sorry. of the Doctor that have been in Doctor Who, Peter Davison's daughter has been in Doctor Who. Uh, but what both of Troughton's sons have been in Doctor Who now, mm-hmm. uh, and Sean Pertwee he still hasn't. Nope. Right, they are the Colton collective vote for the thirteenth Doctor to be Sean Pertwee. Maybe 14. Oh. I've got a bit of skin problem there. <laughs> Come on, functionaries. This is a typical day at UPS. Look at what she's wearing on her head. That really is a typical day at UPS. <laughs> uh. Oh, careful. Catch the knock. Of course, that's uh, Leslie Dwyer uh, playing Vorg. And uh, Cheryl Hall playing, was it Sherna? Yeah. Saw her at the very first um, Hooverville. She was one of the guests at that. Yeah. I knew I recognized him from somewhere. He uh, uh, was a big fan of Heidi High, the BBC sitcom. And he played uh, uh, Mr. Partridge, the Punch and Judy man. Oh, he was was always drunk on there or something. I think so, yeah. (laughs) Don't mess with the TSA. (laughs) Deal with the aliens. (laughs) <laughs> that very 70s, that outfit she's got under there. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, this was uh, uh, 27th of January to the 17th of February, 1973. I wasn't even one, Dave. Well, I was oh. negative over a decade old. <laughs> Two years later, I was engaged. Three years later, I was married. 
They were my stomping years, those, Ian. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oi, oi. <laughs> what are we watching again? <laughs> I don't know, but that functionary's uh, getting a little unnecessary. Oh, that's where my Fruit Loops went. <laughs> But actually, um, Mr. Partridge in Heidi High was his, actually his last appearance on TV. Starting it from 1980 to 1984. Unfortunately, he died December 29th of uh, 1986. Roll up for the magical mystery tour. He was also in shows such as Coronation Street, Terry and June, Zed Cars. Yeah. I'll let that slide this time. <laughs> it looks as though they've been rubbing their eyes after the makeup was but the makeup person was going <laughs> mad with these. <laughs> yeah. I think when they designed these suits, they thought they were still doing black and white. <laughs> huh? No, actually, if they were filming in black and white, they would use bright, vivid colors. Ah? Uh? It's actually the the opposite of what you would think. It's designing sets and costumes for black and white. You don't use black and white shades. Gray. Right. Now, I remember that's about the console, yeah, we... simply because those don't show up as well on film. Better be listed. Three gets its first hey! ever mention on ah, screen. Yes. Big moment. Better yep. be list three. Better be list three. Looks like we'll come up again in the near future. Uh, in the future. It becomes sort of a its own sort of story arc thing. And at the end of the part we era. The blue planet. Yep. Metabilis 3 is blue. Oh. Just as chickens. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a cat. No, we're just doing a podcast. Just ignore us. <laughs> is that where we're based this week, Ian? In the chicken coop? <laughs> yeah. We're all clucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, this resonates with uh, the tenth Doctor in the Day of the Doctor seeing a big rabbit in the forest mm -hmm. and addressing it as though it might be an intelligent species. Yep. Uh, perhaps Michael tell us where they film these outside bits later, or at some point. He's probably got his notebook back, you see, by now, Ian. Yeah, yeah you, I, I got it. I don't know where it disappeared on that episode of Better Call Saul. Hmm. Uh, but they, yeah, this this part aboard the boat. This was the RFA Robert Dundas as setting in for the for the Bernice. Bernice. That sounds like a name for a chicken. <laughs> Wasn't that gone, one of Gonzo's chickens, Bernice? No, one was Clarice, I think. What's good about this is it, it looks as though the boat is actually sailing. It's not sort of just moored at the side of the... I mean, presumably it was, but... They probably filmed it when the tide was coming in fast, so it looks as though the boat's moving. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Watch out below! Fabulous uh, numbers this had. Uh, this first episode, 9.5 million viewers. Wow. Mind Which you, is, this is uh, back when there was nothing on TV. 
Sorry. But it was. That is true. Well, uh, well you think when we were talking about Horrifying Rock, that started off with 6.8 million, mm. but it did get up to over 9 million parts three and four. Of course, this is a four-part story you've already said. Huh? Now, there's somebody we'll see in later Doctors. Yes, indeed. Uh, playing John Andrews is Ian Martyr. Oh, Ian Martyr. Or, as the Doctor would say, Henry Sullivan is an imbecile! <laughs> Uh, oh, fourth Doctor. Harry's all This is strange, isn't it? Yes. Usually it's the kids behind the sofa watching Doctor Who. Now Doctor Who's behind the sofa. <laughs> uh oh, it's War and Peace he's reading, it must be. <laughs> and. And they're on their patrol around the deck as we're coming up, just about coming up to the 10-minute mark now. Oh. <laughs> That's the end after his afternoon drink, that. <laughs> Morning drink. I mean, yeah, afternoon <laughs> drink, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, to it, the sun goes over the yard arm. Oh, so that's... Okay. If you listened to the audio carefully there, there was a, a, an audio mistake. Uh, behind the scenes, there's a pencil that dropped and rolled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doctor Who. Uh. Unless, of course, one of us dropped a pencil. Uh-huh. He doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> Hello? There's a dog on the boat. <laughs> the dog dropped the pencil. Ah. Nope, the dog's chasing someone now. Huh. It's a dog. <laughs> Bixby, get down. That reminds me, I must go and see Jurassic World. <laughs> Yes, it was a big one, Jamie. <laughs> oh. Now, again, a horrifying lot of nose after this with the fourth doctor, but we have the same whimpering young lady. Similar, should I say? Mm. Eh? What? 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 Eh? What? It's, uh... What? Jenny McCracken playing Claire Daly. Who is uh, known from? Uh, it's known for uh, from time to time, uh, the road builder and cuckoo in the nest. It's also been in the bill, peak practice. <laughs> That's brilliant. That I like that his reaction. And of course, we've got no clue as what the connection is at this point between that part of the story and this. Right. The assumption is, of course, this might have been the, the planet they were on the way to see. And... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, drink in, in, have a drink in. Yes, I'll have a drink. 
Oh, we have right the too, drink the cup. Smith and Forge Hard Cider. Anybody from oh. the Smith and Forge Hard Cider Company? Thank you very much. Well, I'm drinking a, a wine that I didn't think I didn't expect a lot from. It's uh, Tempranillo Sigales. It's um, obviously a Spanish wine, but it's um, a basic range of uh, the Wine Atlas. And I'm actually pleasantly surprised. No. Bring up the rear. See, Doctor knows best, Joe. Does add a, a authenticity to it though when they've got this uh, boat. What? It did slightly spoil it the fact that it was raised. You would have thought if it had been flush, it would have worked better. Right. So they don't trip over it. What time is it by that clock? Time for Tiffin. It's 25 past six or something. You know, she's a good companion, Joe. She's got the same as Sarah Jane Smith in terms of that earnestness. And I mean, she's obviously a lot more of a airheaded or whatever, but she's she's playing it completely straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, June. Oh, that's an odd. Format for a calendar. Yeah. No, no, not format think... for a calendar, vertical. I'm used to seeing no, calendars think... horizontally arranged. But I'm thinking of Very... what date we're actually recording this. We might go down with the ship here, guys. Yeah. Oh. He mentioned the doctor mentioned the Mary Celeste. Do you do either of you just off the top of your head know the Doctor Who reference there to another Doctor Who story? Uh Enlightenment? For those who haven't the the chase, a first Doctor story oh. in Daleks. Oh right, right. Where it was the, the 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 whole premise of that story is the Daleks are chasing the Doctor and companions to all these different places in time and space, and one of those they they end up on a boat and the Daleks arrive and then we, we the the Doctor and companions leave and we f- figure out hey they were on the Mary Celeste maybe it was the Daleks responsible. Yeah. It always amazed me that that, uh, that the sun goes down so quickly when you're near the equator and early as well. You don't have a long evening, you know, it's sort of sunshine, then it goes dark. Wait, in modern Doctor Who, we've had references to the sonic screwdriver not working on wood. Here we have, it doesn't work on normal normal drawer locks. Only electronic locks. Yeah, only electronic well, it wasn't so the all singing, all dancing uh, item then, was it? The magic wand. Talking about singing and dancing? There we go. It's a bit telling, that little wire they've got, the little yeah. cable they had on the floor there, obviously powering up the uh, device. Quite a good little group in these. Right. I'm not entirely sure which one is which, though. 
the one uh, directly facing us is P.T. Hallowell, I think. P.T. Halliday? Yeah, the one in the centre, yeah, I think. Flea Track, played by Peter Halliday. And uh, Kalik is being played by uh, Michael Wisher. Who's not done uh, anything at all in Doctor Who, ever. Ah. Uh. President's up. So some interesting notes here with title. The title of this episode, working titles of this uh, were The Labyrinth. It was also called Peep Show. Not to be confused <laughs> with the with the current, with that uh, David Mitchell, Robert Webb show nowadays. But uh, the, the the final version, title of this, the Carnival, Carnival, of, blah, Carnival of Monsters. It's also the name of a short story by Ray Bradbury from the 1940s. Hmm. Uh, a millionaire on Mars lures several health officials into his house, be it a variety of gruesome fates inspired by different horror writers. So, st- a title reference, intentional or not. Mm-hmm. Deja vu. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> oh, Sunday, I don't mind if I do. What are you drinking here? <laughs> oh, I've done that, sorry. Yeah, I've done that. And it's Tinny Levins oh. playing Major Daily. Yeah. Who is, uh, among other things, in a nice little TV show by the name of Casualty? Casualty! Yay! There we go! Yay! Had to happen. So, so, an episode of Bergerac, Two of Us, Knights of God. It's hard to believe this was 42 years ago this was recorded. Yeah. Can't believe it. It's as old as me. It's like a gramophone record is stuck. It's like a gramophone record is stuck. What? And we're almost at the end of this episode. We're at 21 minutes and 50 seconds. Oh, it must be a bottle episode. (laughs) (laughs) Ship it a bottle. Again, I've, uh, I must be. Oh, oh, oh he's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> he shushed me in the middle of a commentary. <laughs> Damn, Pertwee. Huh? No. 
<laughs> Not phased. Oh. That, I think that has, the scale's all wrong there. Mm. We don't know at this point, but it, anyway, yeah. gosh, what a quickie that was. Big fan. <laughs> what did? <do? laughs> wow. Written by Robert Holmes. Terrence at least Yeah, at least we have the lovely cliffhanger. Ah, copyright seventy two it says there. Of course it was obviously recorded it aired twenty seventh of Jan, but obviously record in the previous month. Previous year, yeah. Yeah, well, the December, yeah. That's yes. Previous year. All right, well, that's episode one taken care of, everybody. Uh, go grab yourself a refreshment and uh, join us back here in mere moments after you unpause your <laughs> commentary. And we'll begin with episode two of Carnival of Monsters. Welcome back. Did you miss us? I thought so. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, are you ready with your next episode of Carnival of Monsters, episode two? I am indeed. I'm ready over here. All right. And if everybody is ready at home, we shall begin in five, four, three, two, one, play. Ooh. Something sounds a bit different this time. Just a, a bit, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I'll go ahead and mention what's going on here. What we're watching right, right now, what you're probably watching as well, is a version of the episode that the BBC never intended to release. What we're watching, this is the second episode. If you'll notice, look at the timestamps of this episode compared with episode one. This is This is about four or five minutes longer. What, the second episode was a rough cut that was only meant to be used in internally to edit the episode. Uh, they it was accidentally put on a package of episodes sent to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, and thus made public. Oh. So that's why we had different intro, slightly different intro music here, and why it's like five minutes longer than normal. Because the uh, intro music spins the other way around in Australia. Exactly. There you go. They had to uh, take that into account. Yes. <laughs> Follow the hand. There was, a, um, there was a couple of uh, issues with the run times. I'm sure you've mentioned the one about episode four mm -hmm. next time round, so I'll uh, leave it for now. But uh, now you see there, that's far, far, that's far too big. I mean, <clears throat> if that thrashing that we saw outside the ship is like 50 times larger than the external size of the TARDIS, and that's microscopic inside the machine, the t it should have at the very least, use tweezers to get that out. Oh, uh, what do you do? I mean, if the, if the, the thrashing to the size of that TARDIS would be at least two foot long. And there's supposed to be about a dozen of them in there. Wait, are you pronouncing it thrashig? T-H-R? 
It's well, because there's a reason it, it's 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 actually spelled Drashig with a D with a D at the beginning, mm-hmm. and there's a reason it's D, spelled D R A S I, Drashig D D R A S H I G. It's that Robert Holmes came up with that spelling because it's an anagram of dishrag. Huh? That's why he named him that anagram. And the creature outside the window is actually a Drashig. It's it's a <laughs> plesiosaur, I believe. Yeah. The dressings don't show up just yet. Yeah, the plesiosaur, that's what the doctor mentioned mm. the first time through. Yep. That's okay. Dave's had one mistake already. <laughs> They're having an, a lark on a navy boat. Oh. Like Johnny Chinaman. The things they say. Yeah. Well, you hear all sorts. I I even heard today that Barack Obama used the M word in an interview. So (laughs) it seems uh, very strange what happens. Yeah, because that's the headline worthy thing rather than the the rest of what he said. Yeah. See the wire there coming out. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's like our commentary. <laughs> yes, nothing serious. And uh, I suppose his glasses are a bit archaic as well, aren't we? I mean, we're you know far into the future. He's got that thing, and he's got wearing old-fashioned spectacles. Everything comes back around again, Dave. Well, even Retro. Kurt wore glasses, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was in San Francisco and picked up a gla- pair of glasses just like his mm. in, a, in a second-hand store. Apparently they had gold frames. Oh. Surprisingly, a lot like his. Yeah. <laughs> and playing Orem is uh, Terence Lodge, who appeared in uh, several Doctor Who stories. Uh, as Medoc and the Macro Terra and uh, Moss and Planet of the Spiders which is interesting since uh, that's where we actually visit Metabilis 3 well done tied it all up <laughs> it's an old cassette. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Why don't you try an eight track instead? Tellurians. That's this is the Robert Holmes came up with that term to refer to humans from Earth, and he used that in a lot of his further Doctor Who stories. This is the first instance of that. Same as this is the first instance of Met- Metabilis Three. You almost well, it did it. With... You almost did it. Almost, almost. <laughs> it fits in with Tellurians, doesn't it? Tellurians, Tellurians. And now we're about to have a cameo appearance uh, oh. from several other aliens, including the only appearance in the Pertwee era of a certain famous Doctor Who villain. Stephen Moffat. Oh, the Dreschicks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, they just see the... Just see it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, vicious. Uh (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. He's never been through Australian or American customs, has he? 
Well, I guess it isn't at this point. We see the Cyberman. I thought it was. Thought it was. Nope, we just saw an Ogron. Yeah. Yeah. That was an Ogron, yeah. And Rick Lester was playing the Ogron. Hello? Toffee. I'm doing a commentary with two guys here. I'm not quite sure who the names are. (laughs) Where am I? Who are you? He's turned it up to 11. <laughs> I'll give you a sound thrashing. Mm. A sound thrashing? <laughs> easy, Dave. Sounds easy. Like, it sounded like a Barbara Windsor joke, that, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm going to give you a... Yeah, see, it sounds thrashing. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mystery to me, yeah. It's called the Glasgow handshake. <laughs> Stitch this, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, would you believe we're almost coming up to the... Wow, good job. Ten minute mark. Oh, it was a bit low. This is Venusian Aikido. 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 Oh. <laughs> and like it. <laughs> Three, five rounds. Oh. <laughs> oh. Lee Enfield rifle. Standard. Must be hard roughing it around them heels and those boots. They they filmed quite a few of, uh, well, not all, quite a few of the third Doctor story, didn't they? Or at least had outside footage. Mm. I suppose that was with best. Oh, did you read that news item? They've they've refound the Hoomobile, haven't they? Yeah. Who won? I, I didn't even know it was lost, to be honest. I think it was hiding behind uh, the Trotter's three-wheeler. <laughs> ah. Ah. Uh. I mean, I don't mind them using the sonic screwdriver for things like that. Right. Uh. Uh. No. No. Oh. Oh. 
And the, um, the viewing numbers, just down half a million for this one, nine, nine million rounded off from 9.5. Yes, that's how big, uh, that's how big printed circuit was in those yeah. days. Yeah, enough to run a hairdryer. <laughs> Thank you. Magnificent indeed. It's quite well realised, I think. Yeah. I mean, they're actually walking on on the the tracks. <laughs> and you caught us watching, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best of Queen. <laughs> Sorry, what? A forgery? No, it was Freddie Mercury's greatest hits instead. Yeah. It's obviously a home tape. This is all recorded off the radio. You've been trying to pirate things. I bet, I bet it was an episode of the Navy Lark on that tape, Ian. There you go. <laughs> snakes, snakes on the boat. <laughs> Make a good film. Got an Apple Watch. <laughs> That's another fine mess you go doesn't do. Gold-plated latinum. <laughs> mm. oh, hang on a bit. <laughs> well, let's say eradication instead of extermination. We bringing up the rear.
<laughs> Perry, was it Sons Wells? I know the time resets, but who keeps filling up the glasses? Yeah. <laughs> He's running around there for the long <laughs> Or do they have magically refilling yeah. Hold everybody glasses? back a minute. I've got to, put, I've got to fill the glasses up again. <laughs> Ooh, magically refilling glasses. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Hello, Land of Giants. Planet of Giants. Planet of Giants. Hmm, sounds like a good name for a story. Yeah. Perhaps we should have said that the the story preceding this was the uh, the three doctors, and uh, there we go, Cyberman. From ah, That's, this story. As the only cameo appearance of a Cyberman in the entire Pertwee era. There well, were no Cyberman stories. Aside from uh, when he met them in the, the Five Doctors. True. And it's followed by Frontier in Space. But within the uh, the, the Pertwee yeah. era when he was right. the Doctor. I think we went from what was it? The invasion was the it was between the invasion and terror. Or it was a revenge of the Cybermen. Right. Early Tom Baker. Seen his opportunity to move up, even. Yep. Uh, Some wicked eyebrows, though. Ah, that get a little look at their civilization there. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how they make use of uh, such a uh, really what is a, a small set piece. <laughs> and well explained away. <laughs> All these corridors. Uh, All these corridors look alike. Hello? Oh, that's what there's no Minotaur about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a calculator. Oh, it's, it's Mike's notepad. And there you go. <laughs> Hello? Oh. Oh. I've got All some right. stabbing pain. Stop repeating everything. Uh, 
around here. And we're at uh, final time check. We're at 22.55. Oh. Now, in the new, in the modern era of Doctor Who, uh, it was the 12th Doctor story, was it Flatline, that we saw the miniature TARDIS again? Right. Of course, Legopolis, we saw the uh, the TARDIS shrink down to... Right. Not and quite we've that had small. Tardis, and we've had TARDIS inside TARDIS, haven't we? The Masters one. Yep. But there were some quite funny scenes in the new one with his hand pointing out the door and... Yep. Quite good, these three guys, because like between them, they they represent uh, represent their whole society. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> with his handy foldaway saw. Well. What's behind door number three? Word jumpers came into my mind then, Ian. <laughs> yes. Sort of, mate. And again, we've had this, uh, was it Dinosaurs in a Spaceship? where they thought they were still in the thing and they, they, they came into a beach area, but they were actually still inside. Still inside the ship, yeah. For I reached up and I have touched the sky. What's that? Star Trek episode? For the world is hollow and I have touched the sky. Thank you. And I think that's based on a, a short story as well. Yeah. Ray Bradbury or something? Don't think it was Ray Bradbury. Oh. Oh, and for this segment, since uh, I did filming location before, this was filmed, uh, what was it? Tillingham Marshes and Howe Farm in Tillingham, Essex. That's where that was filmed. They've gone from the Robert Dundas to Tillingham. Oh, well, Penny usually ignores the red light. Just ignore the red light. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All sorts of fun. Yes, fun for all the family. Yeah. You know that the kids would like that best. And of course, if you... <laughs> this is the longer episode we're watching, so... Yeah. Into extra time, as it were.
Uh-huh. No. Wait, Dreshik. Dreshik! That's quite a good use of slow motion there. Mm. And there we go. Doctor Who, who's that? <laughs> I don't know, but he had a story named after him, Doctor Who and the Silurians. Yeah. And the, the robot, the machine from uh, the first Doctor story, uh, referred to him as Doctor Who. Which story was it? I completely forget the name of it. <laughs> It was the last one with Dodo, and the first one with Ben and Polly. Oh, well. Oh. I can't believe Answer. I forgot the name of it. Answer's on the back of a Wotan. Wotan, was the, I think, was the name of the robot, the machine. Wotan clan. I don't know. <laughs> directed by Barry Letts. He actually directed and produced the, this, this story, but the BBC wouldn't let him take credit for both. Uh, yeah, I guess they were, he was allowed to... Direct one a one a, one a season or one a series, yeah. And this is the one he chose to to direct. All right, that's the end of episode two, folks. Uh, we'll have a brief wrap up, uh, not our usual wrap up. We'll be doing that at the end of episode four, which will be on our next episode of the Cultum Collective Commentaries. So, gentlemen, how are you liking it so far? Dave. <laughs> oh, right. Well, um, yes, um, I think it's holding up rather well. Uh, the the fact that it was, uh, uh, you know, they used uh, outside uh, filming for, for for the scenes on the deck of the boat and some of the interiors uh, and those marsh areas gives that believability about it. Uh, I still think they got scale wrong a couple of times there. I mean, uh, literally, if we, I mean, we have that, I mean, you can see that that marsh seems to be going on for miles and yet it's fitting within something that's only half a metre across. So there must be, you know, uh, we're not talking about humans down to six inches in height. We're not even talking about humans down to sort of, uh, you know, six centimetres in height. We're, we're talking about humans down to maybe six millimetres or something. So the TARDIS should have been at the maximum height of about one centimetre at most. So I think you should have gone in with tweezers there for that. Uh, that was the only thing that threw me out of it. Like the characterization of the the people on the boat, uh, a little bit of the period, a little bit like as we saw in Fang Rock, you know, typical um, uh, British Empire people going about their business, don't you know? But uh, other than that, it was nice. Uh, slightly strange seeing uh, Ian Martyr there. Um, of course, uh, most people associate him for his main part in Doctor Who that uh, appears when the, the fourth Doctor in Robot comes and he comes to examine uh, the Doctor and uh, we have the fourth Doctor running on the spot and and uh, everything goes off from there. Uh, I believe in America that's uh, where most people think Doctor Who started with the fourth <laughs> Doctor. But anyway, uh, no, uh, it was nice to see him doing something different there. Uh, Joe um, playing a... Very good, uh, Katie Manning playing a very good companion here. Really, one of the very popular ones. And uh, Sarah Jane Smith is probably slightly more popular, but she's certainly great. And she was one of the ones that that um, that actually made an appearance on Sarah Jane Adventures. Came back and uh, that was a lovely episode to see her in. But uh, yeah, I think it's held up reasonably well. And uh, that was just my little short comment, Ian. Yeah. Oh, that was the abbreviated. That was the abridged version. <laughs> yeah, that was the abridged one. Yeah. There you go. Bring your blankets and pillows for uh, <laughs> for a final wrap up, folks. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's uh, not a bad little episode. Uh, bad couple of episodes. Um, some interesting stuff going on. Uh, like David uh, said earlier, you know, it it takes a while before you realize what the the uh, uh, the two different uh, settings, you know, happening, what the relationship is, you know, until, you know, we actually start seeing some interaction there at the end of episode one with the, 
you know, they, they pluck out the TARDIS. Um, so it, it kind of leaves you, why are we bouncing between these two different scenes? Uh, it's a little bit more mystery to it. Um, yeah, some, some interesting costuming, uh, uh, some nice looking set design. And uh, yeah, it's shaping up to be a pretty good story. Mike? Uh, just a few comments here. First of all, Dave, with your comments on the scale issue, my response is, how does the holodeck on Star Trek work? The same scale issue. You were mentioning the, looking at the distance there on the, on the marsh. Oh, you know, sometimes point, on Star Trek with the, with the holodeck, we have things where characters are the actual characters are too far apart to be in the same room as the holodeck. It's just sort of a similar thing there. How does that actually work? And uh, the, the the first Doctor Who story I, I was trying to remember was the War Machines, ah, where go. we had the reference of the Botan. Uh, Wanting to see the Doctor, calling for the Doctor, Doctor Who, by name. So, uh, but yeah, the story. We're two episodes in. I don't want to don't want to say too much because you know, I'll have my wrap up next episode. But really good setup, really good establishing for for the plot. Again, we had the two different settings. Not sure how those interacted with each other for most of the uh, first episode going into the, going into the second. Uh, some we had the time loop going on. Some neat story elements, and now we've met the Drashigs. Where will the story go from here? Well, you probably know already, but for those who don't know, I look forward to seeing the rest of the story. All right, and if you enjoy looking forward to seeing the rest of the story, that came out wrong, then uh, <laughs> you can join us on the second part of our commentary, where we will tackle episodes three and four of Carnival of Monsters. But until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. Quick stroll around the deck, guys. Dress it all. On the poop deck. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.